talk about Labor Day, because uh, this is the weekend of Labor Day, which means that it seems like an oxymoron. On Labor Day, we don't work. And yeah, well, that's how wise George is. You know, he is so observant in that, even though he didn't answer his phone when I tried to call him, after I called Jeanette twice, after I called Richard twice, so let him know I was going to be late. But it's the one time he probably turned it off in church. But anyway, I want to talk about finding rest in work. And I know that sounds a little bit like diametrically opposed. And I'm going to give you some rest because I'm going to have to do this real quick. Because I've got to get to Modesto and it is Labor Day traffic. So I've oftentimes said if I can't give my sermon in five minutes, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm going to take a little more than five minutes, but hopefully I know what I'm trying to get across to you. So when you think about Labor Day, they appear to be opposite. So how can labor and, and rest coexist? Well, I believe that we get an answer to that question out of the book of Hebrews, chapter 4. And I want to read the first, four, ver, uh, first 11 verses of this chapter and then we'll come back and take a look at it, and hopefully we can understand a little bit more about rest. Because God is interested in rest. And how come we know God is interested in rest? As human beings, we spend one-third of our time sleeping. Well, I'm looking at George, and I'm thinking it's more than a third. <laughs> I can't help it, George. Anyway, I caught you resting. Anyway... God is interested in giving us rest. He isn't interested in just making life so busy and so stressful that we never have any rest. Actually, we, and, and without rest, we, we don't have much of a life. And it's amazing how that when we don't have rest, how it affects our life. So the reason you have handwritten notes is because I got a virus on my computer and a warning and shutdown and all of that yesterday and my day was going good I was feeling kind of restful had everything in order had my whole weekend planned which included working Sunday Monday and picking up my wife hopefully she'll come in from Houston on Labor Day evening and now I can't work because I was going to do computer and I got a rest, and I'm trying to figure out what in the world am I going to do? So I'm, I'm trying to make up a plan, and I'm, I'm getting a little bit of a plan because, well, it is Labor Day. Actually, I have the day off, but I'm not sure I know how to do that. Exactly. Having said that, Hebrews chapter 4, let me just read this. I know you can read it, and you've got notes, so you can catch up. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the gospel preached to us, just as they did, but the message they heard was no value to them, because those who heard did not combine it with faith. Now we who have believed entered that rest, just as God has said. So I declared an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And yet his work has been finished since the creation of the world. 
For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words, and on the seventh day God rested from all his work. And again in the passage above he says, They shall never enter my rest. It still remains that some will enter that rest, and those who formerly had the gospel preached to them did not go in because of their disbelief. Therefore God again set a certain day, calling it today, when a long time later he spoke through David, as he said before, Today, if you'll hear my voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath of rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter the rest, so that no one will fail or fall by following their example of disbelief. So here we have, and so kind of summarizing this, God gives the children of Israel a rest. He gives them a day, a Sabbath day, a divine day in which every seventh day they are required to rest. The other six days is, is given to work, and I think sometimes we have misinterpreted that, that we work, 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 and we don't rest. The interesting thing about Labor Day is that come probably 5 o'clock uh, Monday evening, the evening of Labor Day, people are going to start dreading the next day. Because why? They're going back to work. So they really don't get a full day of resting, even though they may try to leave a little early so that they can get a good start on their resting. So let's take a look at what we can find out about this from Hebrews 4, beginning here in verse 1, because it addressed rest and labor. First of all, it says, let us fear. Let us consider, and it uses the word fear in the King James Version. It is not fear from the sense of, of, of being fearful and over-anxious, but rather because what God has promised is so good, we would not want to miss out on that. That's a concern. I think I've mentioned to you over the years I, I had this dream that I didn't complete college. I was a few classes short, and because of that, my life was going to change forever because I did not finish the task. I did not enter into the, the graduation and feel the freedom that kids feel when they throw their mortarboard up in the air and say, yes, free at last, I'm, I'm done with studies, I can move into a career, and I can have a life. Well, I felt like I would, this dream that I fell short, and it was like, I certainly wouldn't want to have missed my degree, the education I've had since that time, and the opportunities that that degree has afforded me to be able to, to do what I have done for almost 50 years that I've done this. So it is fear that creates an unrest. And it's amazing. When my computer crashed, and my computer crashed this way, it came a red alert across the thing. It said, you're being hacked, all of that. I actually, you know, use the audio and the like. Do not shut down your computer. And it's like all of a sudden, my life went from, oh no, what's happening? And, and, and fear. Because, why, why did fear arise? Because I am not a computer expert. 
and I trust in other people to know what to do, and I didn't know exactly what to do. Well, actually, I, I did shut it down. I did unplug it. I pulled everything out. So I did go to the bank, changed my passcode because you, know, you have, you know, banking or uh, stuff. Changed all of those things, but my life became a mess. But I have a person in the other congregation that knows a lot about computers. And this afternoon, I'm going to trust my computer into his capable hands. Not only do I trust his ability with computers, I trust him, and I'm going to hopefully find some rest. Because I don't know what in the world I am doing. Now, I give you this story because our life is much like that. We get un unrest in the world in which we live. And what God has promised us, he said, that you enter into the promises. Now, the promises of God are good. And when we think about the rest that he's taught that is um, parallels here, it was about a Sabbath rest. Now, Sabbath rest was a divine institution ordained by God, 24 hours, Starting at sundown to sundown, the seventh day of the week, and you and remember how we entered into a rest? We'd have all the work done so we could rest. Well, the question is, for all of us, did we, how much rest did we find? You never had all the work done. So you're probably thinking about the work that you have to do the next day, kind of like Labor Day. You're dreading, i got to go back to work. Also, there's another thing we think about the rest and the trust that we have. For example, when we come to church, what should we find? We should find rest. We should find peace. We should find hope. We should, we should find that we should find home when we come. So we think about entering into, and it does say, my rest. So we're talking about entering into God's rest. Not just a, a Sabbath day, but rather into His rest. Now, when we think about that, His rest is reassuring. It's comforting. It is a, a rest that is a faith in the belief, and also it's a confidence. So we think about entering into his rest, because the unknown equals unrest. And I've already given you that example of, of this. So now my question is, Labor Day, how long does it last? Well, it's a 24-hour period. Now, some of the blessings that you may have in terms of Labor Day is, if you've got a job and you're working, you might not only get the day off, but you get paid for it, even Whoa, whoa, whoa. You get paid for not working. This is important for us. Is God capable of blessing us even when we are not working? That's the kind of question we, we have to take a look at. When I say working, you know, actually on our physical job, feeling like we're very, very productive. Well, here's what Jesus tells us in Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30. He says, Come to me, all of you who are weak and weary and heavy laden, and I will... I've got a good bargain on rest. I've got a discount. I've got a Labor Day discount on rest. You can you get a half price. 
I'll give you a reduction. If you don't have that, I'll give you um, I'll give you good terms, good interest rate for the rest of your life. You know, you just pay along at this interest rate, and like I will give you rest, and I will give you my rest. Now, let's take example again. My computer, not that my computer is everything, it's just that it had my stomach in knots. I tried not to get anxious. I tried not to be like Richard was last week when he broke his phone. But you know, I was a whole lot like Richard. Now, last week I was saying, Richard, just calm down, be cool, you know, you can get your phone. And Richard didn't want to calm down, be cool, and and all of those things. Yesterday I was saying, calm down, Steve, be cool. But Steve did not want to be cool. His stomach was anxious and all of those things. I was irritated. I thought, what in the world? And how can I do this? And will I get any sleep? How will I do my notes? I can't, you know, I can't type. It's like, I can't do anything. It's, what, what used to happen before the computer? You know, I think for years and years. Exactly, I thought. But that doesn't feel right. Not when you've been doing computer. It's like, I can't live without the computer. I don't know what in the world I'm going to do. Come, and this is again what Jesus said, learn of me. And I, this is one of the things that we have to learn of Jesus. And I will give you rest. And he says, you will find rest for your souls. Not just the, the rest that, like, Labor Day gives you for the exterior, but rest for your souls. Now, when we're t- that is the kind of rest that Israel did not enter into even on the Sabbath day. That is the kind of rest even Christians do not enter into even when they come to church. Why? Why is that? Is that the kind of rest and peace? If Jesus' computer broke, and he got alarmed, and he was tempted, as it were, and said, well, you can just turn this computer into a, a, you know, a big brain or whatever, or I can take care of this problem for you. No, Jesus would not get upset. He would not, it would not make him anxious whatsoever. Why? Because he has absolute faith. He knows what he's doing, and that knowledge changes everything. And so he, what he's wanting us to do, just like when I take this computer to Larry, the guy in the desk, though, I have confidence he'll be able to fix it. And if we're not, we'll do something different. we got some flexibility. But in the moment, I want us to know, I want you to know how unrestful and how miserable my work was. In fact, it was so miserable. I, I, you know, I couldn't sleep. Had, I thought I could do the, do the notes last evening. I had no heart for doing the notes. So, so the bottom line is I had to get up before 5 o'clock this morning to make up the notes. And then I was worried, well, 5 o'clock, I've got three churches, I've got to drive. It's Labor Day traffic. I'm going to be late. And I have been late. I will be late. And it's not getting any better. But I'll get some rest. Rest for our souls. It seems to be too easy to be true. 
But my question goes beyond that. My question is, is that for 24 hours once a week? The rest they were talking about. Now, so, when we even think about the millennium, the millennium was, is, is called a, a thousand years of God's peace, of God's rest. Oh, it's possible then to have a thousand years of rest? Is that what God wants for us? Is a thousand years of rest? Because that seems like a pretty good bargain. And the answer to that is no. God wants us for eternal life to have rest, have peace, be in a loving relationship with Him, find joy, find our hearts that we can enjoy. So when we think about rest in the work, then we have to ask ourselves, and I've mentioned this to us again before, numerous times, but it's what Scripture tells us, what Jesus tells us. What is the work of God? To believe in His Son. Now that sounds simple enough, but I want us all to get out of the boat and walk on the water. But I believe in Him. Well, let's, let's all go to Lake Berryessen, get a boat way out there in deep water, and let's just take a stroll. Now, we, like Jesus' disciples, said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And uh, do you mind if I kind of hang on to the boat? And could I take a life jacket? You see, the work is to believe in the goodness and the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, verse 2 then, therefore, for we have heard a gospel preached to us, just as they did. They heard good news from God. I mean, God delivered them from slavery. God was leading them in the light. We've heard a gospel preached to us. And it is a gospel of rest and peace. Our rest in the salvation of the Lord. God has given to us, and we, we think, well, when does that begin? Well, if we look at what Jesus promised in John 14, when he says, I will give you another comforter who has, you know, been with you but shall be in you, that comforter, that guide, that counselor, the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, gives us a rest and a peace and directs us. Now we also have to understand, Jesus said, my peace and my joy, and it is we enter into his rest. I find that I, my rest is not very restful. It just is not. And then he says the gospel must be mixed with faith. We have faith in the work of God in our lives. So now here's what will give us some rest. Because you think, I'm not sure I can finish this race. Well, he says, run the race that is set before you with patience. But he also tells us, here's what God tells us. He is the author, the beginner, and the finisher of our faith, the Alpha and the Omega. We have to believe that he'll get this job done. We can trust in him. And Hebrews also says, that, well, this work was finished from the foundation of the world. It is, remember what God tells us and he reminds us? He has a purpose. He's going to fulfill his purpose. Now for us, this will give us rest. 
In Ephesians 1, verses 4 through 6, it says he has chosen us before the foundation of the world. Now, that should give us some encouragement. When should it be encouraging? All the time. It also should be encouraging even in our sins. Not that any of us have ever sinned or ever will sin, or that we'll make it through this day without sinning. But let us notice in the context of that chosen before the foundation of the world, of the descriptors. It is in accordance to his good pleasure. It is to praise and glory of his grace. It is that we are accepted in his beloved. These truths give us rest. Now he tells us in verse 4 of Hebrews 4, this, the Sabbath should have been like this. The way he puts it, the seventh day on this wise should have been like this. That we should rest from all of our works. Oh, that God rested from all of his works. Now that's an interesting point. But for us it takes on a, a, a different kind of context in when we enter into his rest, we stop doing our own works. We allow Him to work in us. And we begin to enjoy His work in us. Because what kind of work does God have in us? Works prepared from the foundation of the world and we start enjoying it. Now, let me give an example of the flood in Houston. There were people out there saving people. Both the people who were saved and the people who were doing the saving enjoyed the work. They wanted to be there. They were not being paid for that. But it's, you know what you hear them say? It's the thing to do. When you think about what God has given to us, He's given us the thing to do. Fellowship with one another is the thing to do. Caring about one another is the thing. But he said in verse chapter 4, verses 5 through 8, they enter not because of unbelief. It is hard for us to believe that God is as good as it, it is, as he is. And then he tells us in verse 9 and 10, there remains a rest for the people of God. And I am looking at the people of God and saying, enjoy the rest that God gives you. His rest in you. And that, as Ephesians tells us, chapter 2, verses 5 through 10, he says, He has been gracious to us even while we were dead in our sins. So let me give you a quick example of that. Jesus' example, because Jesus is the example that helps us to have rest. I've used this numerous times before, but it just sticks in my mind. The woman who is washing Jesus' feet with her tears and wiping his feet with her hair, and Jesus says to the lady, Look, your sins which are many. Now, when he said many, did he miss any? When he said many, he got every one of them. I have absolute confidence. He, he didn't say many, except for this one over here. No, he, he got them all are forgiven. And then, he says to her, go in good cheer. That is the rest and peace that can only from, come from God. And who is he that can say that? 
He's the Son of God who has all authority in heaven and earth, and He can forgive sin. This is the peace and the joy and the hope and the happiness. Like I said, I'm, I'm entrusting my computer as, as if that was a human being and so important to someone because He knows what He's doing, and I trust Him. How about God? We trust our lives to Him because He knows what He's doing, and we trust Him. We enter into that rest. So, and then, not only in that rest, He raises us up to heavenly places. It is a gift of God through faith. It's not of works, so that we don't end up boasting, because there is no rest if all the time we have to go around boasting about what we have done and the like. And then we're created in Christ Jesus. And it tells us here that we cease from our own works. We stop and we do his work. In that, we find that we have rest. The way the Apostle Paul put it was, the things I do, it's not me, it is Christ who does them. And then in the Hebrew, in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10, it tells us the labor that we have is a labor of love. Now, there are some things that I work, that I thoroughly like to do. And I can work and work and work and work and just time goes by just like nothing. Because I love doing it. The works that God has in mind for us is that Jesus put it this I love my Father's will. I always do what pleases Him. In that, brethren, I think that we find incredible rest. I work in my garden because I love that. But I call, you know what I call it? I call it therapy. Therapy is what? Rest. I find therapy. So, now here's kind of the oxymoron, verse 11. So he says, labor. Labor to enter into my rest. And I say to him, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Help me. Help me to do the labor of love. Because that's exactly what we're called to. We believe in the work of God, which is the Son whom He has sent, who is loving, kind, our merciful Savior. And so, my hope for all of us is that we might find rest in this Labor Day. And we might find rest in all of our labors and that we would rest in your work the work that God has given to you because the work God has given to you whether it's loving one another coming to somebody else's aid being there whatever is a labor of love eternity you need to know this you need to know the Father and the Son because when you know them and you trust in them, and you enjoy them. And the work, the work for all eternity is a labor of love, which is no work at all, because you love doing it. You love having a relation with the Son, you love having a relationship with the Father, and the Holy Spirit dwells in you, 
and there is comfort in the good works that God gives us to do. Let's conclude in prayer. Father, we thank you very much for your labor that you have done, finished from the foundation of the, of the earth. You've created all things, Father, to your glory and praise. For us, we inherit it. You, Father, are our loving Father who wants to give us everything. You've given us your Son. And what more can you, you give to us? Thank you so very much for your labor of love. May we also work in your presence, to your glory, to your praise and honor. And we thank you for all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Feeling the blues today or tired of life already? Do you have questions about life or need spiritual advice? The Worldwide Church of God is located in Fairfield, Santa Rosa, and Modesto, California. We welcome everyone to attend our worship services with us every week at the times listed on your screen.